Theorizing that Quantum Leap would hold up after 30 years, two friends set out to watch every episode and vanished. Oh boy. We meet an angry cowgirl named Tess. Sam has to woo her nevertheless. He's looking pretty jacked. Oh boy! Featuring Kristen and Leet. Yeah! Hello and welcome to another episode of... Oh, oh boy! boy it's, it's Kristen, Kristen and Leet. I'm Kristen. I'm Leet. Happy New Year! Happy New Year in reality as we see it. Right. Right. Uh... I know that this will be, I guess, a few weeks into the new year, but yeah. uh, we could still say Happy New Year. It's a beautiful day in early January. Yeah, global warming has really done us a solid day. Yeah. <laughs> I walked uh, from the train station here, and it's like just so lovely. I had my coat open, my scarf open, like not tied, and it was just like really nice. Oh. Uh, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Remain perfect. Great. You? <laughs> Remain flawed. that was a fun diversion uh we're talking about quantum leap so technically this is episode four four, and it's how the test was won. how the test was won uh sam leaps back to august 5th 1956 i think donald p is hitting his stride in terms of um planting things that pay off later rather than planting things that go nowhere what do you mean? Well, we got all kinds of things like um, when when uh, Wayne cheats at uh, at cards for Tess, and then uh, instead of it just kind of either oh I like see. paying off immediately and then it's never mentioned again, or not paying off ever and is never mentioned again. He's finally actually got it. Like oh, three scenes later, we're gonna see how that shaped out and like planting clues of stuff that's gonna happen later. Uh, right. Again, again with the with the the character of the veterinarian's assistant. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he's he's actually starting to like get a little bit of of fun structure to his episodes. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Maybe that is what it is. Because I'm like, I don't know why I'm. Yeah, I'm having a bit more fun with the episodes, and like maybe it is because they're falling into the groove. Because I can't tell if it's just. That I liked this one because it was on a ranch and kind of like fun in a Texas yeah. kind of way. It was but. also beautiful. Like I'm not going to say yeah. it was beautifully shot because it was fairly like traditionally shot. But like there was a lot of like beautiful exterior scenes and like skylines and stuff like that. It was really a pleasure to watch. Well, no, it's ex- it's exciting to sort of watch it fall into place now that we've got all the preliminary stuff out of the way like mm-hmm. from the pilot we're really getting into the um i don't know like my favorite episodes of things like x-files or uh, i don't know most shows buffy like is is the the freak of the week element mm-hmm. like the standalone how things la- go on their own every week like i think that's fun rather than recurring plot lines for sure i don't know why i agree and it's i mean if we're seeing this as just a straight up procedural which it kind of is like the first episode we had to establish the the premise mm. and then the second episode we had that that storyline with donna alisi which ties back into sam's um like real life whereas in the last episode right hand of god and this episode they're just kind of about the story itself and not about oh sam's in a hole new and he doesn't know what to do this is just like no sam's going about his job which is kind of the fun part although an interesting thing i've been noticing Kind of in the last episode, but definitely in this one, is 
Al is going to some weird places. <laughs> um, and it's like as the show becomes more standalone and solid and, you know, sure of itself on a episode per episode basis, Al is becoming more and more like volatile and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> strange. But his, we'll his relationship with Tina is definitely under strain. <laughs> And he is having a lot of trouble leaving his personal life out of his work life. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, true. Oh, yeah. Like, He's got no work-life balance, this man. Like, I would say that it's a huge problem that um, if his superiors are in the know of, about it at all, he's going to be in some trouble after this. But we'll we'll get into it as it comes up. Yep. Um, <laughs> because we leap in immediately and uh, Sam is standing in the middle of a, a, a literal pigsty yes. holding a pig. And that is uh, where we left off last week. Yeah. And then you made a prediction that it was basically going to play out like Babe. Yeah. It turned out not to be accurate. No, I was very wrong, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're afraid that the pigs have hog cholera. Hog cholera, also known as <laughs> holera. Mm, cholera hog. Nope. That sounds like nope. a J.R.R. Tolkien uh, monster. <laughs> the, the actual way this episode plays out is Sam leaps in and immediately starts hearing the most exposition-y conversation ever. Oh, between Chance and... Chance and Tess. But I don't want to marry someone. But you gotta marry someone. But I don't want to. Well, you gotta marry somebody. Well, uh, I'll, I'll marry the man who can best me at farm work. Okay, that sounds like a deal. Who's gonna choose? I'm gonna choose. I choose <laughs> Sam, basically, is how that scene plays out. Yeah, I, I kept typing the question, what fucking year is this? Because... I can tell you, it's 1956. I know, but the fact that he keeps being like, All right, well, you gotta get married. And she's like, I don't wanna get married. It yeah. seemed very dated, even for 56. Like, I didn't know that... Absolutely. It feels like it, it, it was meant to be, like, Donald P. wanted to do it in 1880, but then exactly. was like, oh, but he can only live oh, within his own shoot. lifetime. And, like, every, like, every now and then you'll see, like, oh, there's an electric fan there. But for the most part, this could have been played out Anytime in the Old West. Yeah, exactly. It did not feel like 56, but that's fine. Um, And uh, her dad was pretty scary, I must say. Like, he had the lowest voice. Yeah, he was a good good, um, central casting cowboy. Kind of like a Sam Elliott. Very much like a Sam Elliott. Yeah, absolutely. Figure, which would be really scary if Sam Elliott was like, you gotta get married. Which makes me, it makes me think, because I was thinking lately about how so far every episode has had just like one actor who is like the star of the show. We had Mikey, then in yeah. the next episode we had Oscar, following that we had Dixie. Dixie. Who's Dixie. Our, who's our Dixie of this episode? Buddy. He's fine, yeah. Well, he's a great singer. Yeah. Um, maybe it's Piggy. <laughs> Piggy is adorable. Yeah. In any case, so getting back to the plot, uh, after Sam overhears this entire conversation and is selected against his will to compete for the hand of Tess, yeah. um, they they reveal that he's a vet who's there to check the pigs because one of them is sick. Uh, yeah, and they're afraid it's hog cholera. They're afraid it's hog cholera, and so they just immediately pull out their guns <laughs> and start walking towards the sty. I, I believe they say, like, well, gotta kill them all and burn them. Gotta kill them all and burn them. And Sam goes, no, no, don't, please don't, please don't. Not while I'm here, please, I don't. And says, I, I haven't reached a diagnosis yet. And then it offers, I'll take the pig, you keep the daughter. Yeah. After being told about this marriage competition. This episode has a lot of those, like, 
oh, I was here to ride the horse, not your daughter. I'm here to take away the pig, not your daughter. And it's like... And she keeps being like, I'm not a brood mare. Yeah, she also, like, in this argument, the line I wrote down is, she says, I won't breed with inferior stock. You mean the Irish, right? (laughs) This entire episode, they call him Doc. I don't remember, did he actually have a real name? Uh, it doesn't matter. At one point, we drive past his mailbox and he sees his name, but all I noticed was that it had DVM, and I didn't actually read the actual human name. Oh. Doc Van Morrison. No, doctor of veterinary medicine, but his name was... No, I'm pretty sure it's Doc Van Morrison. (laughs) Doc Van Morrison. That would have been a much better episode. (laughs) Um, And so uh, the reason that uh, the stakes are so high in this one is because whoever marries Tess also stands to inherit... 50,000 acres of Riata. What's Riata? Nobody knows. Oh, it's Riata. I yeah. thought they kept saying Rihanna. <laughs> it's just Rihanna Fields as far as the eye can see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Sam takes the pig uh, and drives off down the road, hoping eventually to find his home. We meet very briefly the kid with the glasses singing on the front porch, yep. singing about a goat. And he has a beautiful voice. Beautiful voice. Um, Sam uh, does a little voiceover narration talking about how hard it is to learn people's names. Al comes in and he's also talking in this low guttural voice that I don't recall from the other episodes. Uh, Sam, you're here to probably marry this woman. <laughs> that's, that's my Dean Stockwell impression. I can't say that it was great. <laughs> <laughs> But it was inaccurate. <laughs> Al talks about what's going on with him and Tina. Oh, first of all, he just gets very suspicious of Sam and says, like, have you been sleeping with Tina? He gets really, like, threatening. Yeah, he starts talking about a tattoo that uh, Tina has on uh, a private part of her anatomy and then gets real suspicious and says, Sam, have you seen Tina's tattoo? And Sam's like, what? And he's like, be honest, Sam. Have you seen <laughs> Tina's tattoo? Sam's? Well, he's like smoking a cigar and in this low voice, he's like, have you seen Tina's tattoo? And it's like really, really fucking intimidating. Yeah. Like he comes in real strong, forgetting that Sam has not been in his yeah. present day. This, like, how yeah, he's you like, forget? you're stuck back here in 1956. Like, <laughs> yeah, you figured it out, dude. I would be really upset. I would be like, you mean to tell me you forgot? Because I've been assuming we've all been working on trying to fix this situation. Yeah. I would like to think that people back at home in the lab, including you, Al, have been actively trying to pursue a way to get me back. Yeah. Like, Sam is the biggest Boy Scout of all time. He would never sleep with a woman who has a tattoo, let's be honest. We also find out that Al is mad because Tina cheated on him while he was cheating on her. Yes. Literally. Like, yeah. he's like, I went to a room with Marjorie or whatever. Yeah. And he's also, he says it's during the Christmas party, again, at at Quantum Leap headquarters. Yeah. Whatever. They're having their Christmas party. And he says, well, we stepped into the imaging chamber to exchange gifts. Yeah, yeah, to dot, 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 exchange gifts. I'm like, yep, blowjobs, got it. <laughs> and when we and when we got back out again, I realized that she had cheated on me with somebody. Yeah, he's, can you believe it? And I guess it's a laugh line, but it's not very funny. It's not it's funny, and like, also... Poor Tina. It's one of those ones that I think Donald P. was like, no, every, everyone will understand that he's being hypocritical here, so I don't actually need to write that in in any way. Like... Yeah. Al absolutely thinks he's right, and nobody points out the error. Yeah, but like, 
it's supposed to be just this cute, funny thing. But for me, I'm like, Al is pretty despicable. Oh, yeah, he's terrible. Not to mention the fact that, like... And has been all along, I will add. Like, this oh, is not new behavior for Al. Absolutely. We were talking about his work-life balance and lack of any. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, he is so preoccupied this entire time about it. And I also assume that, like, in the... What's it called? Like the chamber that he's in to project himself? Yeah, the imaging chamber. The imaging chamber. That There's like got to be someone monitoring this, right? Like, Yeah. Because there are times when he's felt the need to like speak in code. And and also like in, even in this episode at one point he starts, oh, it's later on when he's taking a phone call. He's talking to Sam and then goes, no, I can't take a phone call right now. And then yeah. he keeps talking to Sam. So I'm assuming that someone is always in the like... Whether or not they're in the room, like, watching him yeah. while he's in the imaging chamber. And you'd think they'd be like, again, this is a 1989, 1990 projection of the future. So they're like, you know, maybe that it is a feminist world in their mind. Or, the, you know, like, who knows what progressive is, according to someone in eighty nine ninety. But it's like, I would just assume that someone would think that that's unprofessional. And give him a talking to at some point and be like, Al, um, please don't talk about making love with a co-worker at, at a Christmas party and your like, own not, personal Don't get life. me started on please don't sleep with a co-worker at a Christmas party. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like, well, also just like maybe watch what you say in the chamber because you are technically working right now. So maybe don't brag about sleeping with two co-workers. Yeah. But it, on the other hand, like Al, I think is the boss. Is he? I think, like, in, in I think the last episode before this one, they they start talking a little bit about when we started Quantum Leap together. So yeah. I always just kind of imagined, like, Sam is number one, Al is number two. Now Sam's, like, in the past, so Al is number one. But then why that one time when he made Sam read the hieroglyphics? Oh, that's true. Well, I guess that was the board of directors. It's a whole other kind uh, of hierarchy. Yeah, accountability. And the board of directors probably isn't usually around. Yeah, probably not. Okay. I mean, it's still dirty. Yeah. And again, I don't. I think we're putting more thought into this than Donald than B. Any... did. But also, oh. that's what we're doing here. So so they decide, um, you know, they're like, oh, maybe, maybe your job here is to marry Tess. Maybe your job is to cure the pig. Uh, could be either. That did kind of bug me that in this episode we were like, I'm, I'm not, no one seems to be totally sure what Sam needs to fix. Yeah. So let's just hope, I guess. Let's just like kind of work on all fronts and then eventually you'll leap, I guess. And no one seemed worried. Sam didn't, Al didn't, so why am I worried? Um, but but we find out that Doc um, Van Morrison yes. has a scrapbook and diary full of shit on Tess. Throughout this entire episode, they're kind of painting this as really sweet and romantic. But yeah. like, I'm not a fan of this. <laughs> I mean, whatever. If you need, maybe he's got his own shit, and as a doctor, he knows it is probably healthy to journal or something if he's going through mental upset over a woman or whatever. I'm not going to judge him for journaling, but I do judge Sam for giving the girl the journal because it feels like to me to be a violation of Doc's privacy, right? Sure, yeah, I suppose. But like, also he does he does say uh, earlier in that scene, again, this is like a much later scene, but he does he's talking to himself and he says, Doc, I hope you can forgive me. I'm just, I'm doing what I think is best. So well, I, I thought he, he was talking to God again. <laughs> uh, I think he was talking to Doc, but that's also just inherently weird because 
Doc could never hear you. Doc will never be in the same room with you. Yeah. He doesn't know who you are. Yeah. I wonder what Doc's doing right now. I wonder what Doc is up to. Like, is he just, like, like sitting in the future eating Soylent and doing nothing, staring at the wall? Well, when they say they have them in a, I want to say holding cell. Yeah, it's something like that. That they have them in an area. I just assumed they were, like, asleep. Like... Oh, like cryogenically frozen? Yeah, but that seems wrong. I don't know, maybe. Like, maybe they just give him, like, Super Mario Brothers 2 on Game Boy and just, like, just say, man, you are in for a great 48 hours. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe they, like, decorate a room, like, his own time period just to make him feel comfortable. Oh, yeah, and say, oh, like, um, you're you're sick. You've got the flu, so just stay in bed. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. That'd be a good solution to the problem. That's what I would do. I wouldn't want to... Because you could give someone a heart attack by being like, you're in the future. Don't worry about it. Here's a television. Yeah. Or, I don't know. I guess they had TV in 1956. They did. They just... Yeah, that's what they... They just just plant him in front and play Howdy Doody uh, for, you know, five days straight. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, just going back to the diary, because he does read a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. The first sentence of which is... I saw her today, mm. which is something that I say when I'm being facetious about bad writing. Like, really? Yeah, like when, like, <laughs> like sometimes, like I'll I'll um, talk about like somebody writing about me in their journal, and I'll say I saw him today <laughs> as a joke of bad writing. Okay. But like for sure, this is how Doc begins an entry. And also, you seem to be an employee of this ranch, so, like, yeah, you probably see her every day. <laughs> yeah. Why is this, I saw her today? I don't know, but again, I would argue you can write... I'm going to defend his right to write whatever he wants in his journal for his own benefit. I can forgive him for, um, for you know, writing his feelings down, but the bad prose, I cannot forgive. All right. Um, and at this point, I have in my notes, he hasn't looked in a mirror yet, which, again, usually, in every yeah. episode we've seen so far, this is like an act one. Oh, it's like one of the first, first things, things he does. Yeah. Uh, is because you want to find out, like, who you are. This time, he will not look into the mirror until the very end, despite the fact that he takes at least two showers throughout this episode. Yeah, yeah. And he does not at any point... And also, when he does finally look in the mirror, it's literally just on the wall right next to the front door. It's like he could not have missed it. Yeah, he's just on purpose not looking. <laughs> because we wanted to have a third act reveal. But anyway, after after Al convinces him uh, that the job his job is to marry Tess, he goes back to the farm and accepts the contest that was proposed. Yes, and, uh, which is just so frustrating because clearly Tess does not want to marry anyone. Yeah. So it's just sort of sad watching yeah. the whole plot about people trying to marry her or get her married. He goes, uh, she goes, like, we're, we're doing a contest. If you win, you get to marry me. And he's like, no, thank you. And then he leaps. Like, that's, that's what true. I want. That, you're like, oh, I, I'm flattered, but it's okay. Like, yeah. No one asked what Doc wants. I have, I have my own interests. They are you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is also a contest that has no apparent rules or kind of quantitative metric for determining the winner. Yeah. At no point they're like, okay, so 
if you can ride this horse for 45 seconds, then you pass. Or if you can ride the horse longer than she can, then you pass. Or like, this is how many points you need to win. Like, it's all like they're making it up as they go along. Yeah. I, I wrote at this point, like, I feel like 1956 is too late for this marriage nonsense, but I could be wrong. Like, so I don't know. Again, we like we can we can just bit, say, but... oh, sure. This is like a backwards ranch somewhere in the in middle Texas. of Nevada, Texas. That's right. Like, fine. But again, you can either put a pin in it and be like, somehow insert into the script yes this is what it was like back then or this just happens to be a real backwards part of texas or whatever belisario is just like get over it Kristen. like just watch the episode i'm like um he comes back and and the first challenge that they do is is riding a horse sam grew up on a farm we know this he he has ridden horses and actually like scott bacula when he's on the horse looks pretty comfortable like yeah yeah well like you said there's no quantitative a yeah. measurement so it's like what do you mean just ride a horse yeah but what happens is uh sam starts like preparing to ride this horse and then wayne the villain of this episode who's just another cow hand another ranch hand on this farm he shows up and takes that horse away and gives sam another horse which isn't suspicious at all right i don't know why like sam didn't just go like no i'm I'm happy with the horse i have like this is fine yeah let's let's not make any last minute changes um but and we learned that that's because it's Widowmaker. Widowmaker, who- the horse that nobody can ride except for tess for some reason oh because tess is the best cowboy yeah even though as her father says several times a woman can't be a cowboy or something like or that. or as you said earlier like any man is better than any woman at cowboy. <laughs> at cowboy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Sam gets on Widowmaker and is immediately thrown. Yeah, immediately. And then it turns out it was just a cowboy joke. Tess says everyone in Texas knows that Widowmaker won't anyone let anyone ride him except me, which makes me think: Is Doc new to Texas? Like, why are you giving him this information? It's it's assuming that Doc somehow doesn't know Widowmaker. Yeah. And that he doesn't know this rumor that only Tess can ride Widowmaker. Yeah. And that um, that uh, Wayne would have been able to manipulate that whole thing to his advantage. Yeah. So, it, again, this is just making me think, like, Doc is new to Texas. Like, he's just new to the area and doesn't... If he's not new, then the correct line that Donald would have written is, like, like, why are you trying to impress me? You know... Widowmaker won't let you ride him. That would be the natural version of this line. But then Wayne wouldn't have pulled the prank. Exactly. It, it makes no sense. Well, and they do mention later, like I'm pretty sure that Tess mentions at one point, you've been working on the ranch for years. Exactly. This is my point is that like at this point, and there's a couple of times when they're like, everybody in Texas knows this. And so I'm like, oh, they're just reinforcing what everyone knows. What everyone knows that and, and the doc isn't from here. That and and then finally when that line comes up that's like we've been working together for years it's like oh then none nothing that you've set up so far makes sense no anyway so that was the first test which uh, Sam loses because he got kicked off immediately yeah uh, we cut immediately to the next uh, test which is roping a calf this part was a bit confusing to me because okay so Wayne explains to him how to do it well or like a trick to doing it right um With he, the rope? yeah he uh he shows him how to hitch the rope to his saddle which i'm not really sure what the payoff but well he's is. sabotaging him because he you, you'll remember well, uh, i know that he hurts his yeah thumb. he hurts his thumb because later on after he's like oh i, I taught 
he, he talks to Tess and he says, oh, I taught him how to hitch the rope to his saddle. And she goes, did you tell him to keep his thumb down? And uh, Wayne's like, oh, no, I guess I forgot to. And then like later on, Sam injures his thumb doing this thing. Yeah. So again, this is Wayne uh, trying to sabotage the whole uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then uh, Sam, after like injuring his thumb, proves that he's clever and okay by doing that thumb trick where you like pretend you're separating the thumb. Yeah, for the listeners, uh, Leet did a very good, you know, my thumb's cut off trick. Right I mean, now. very good would be a it stretch, was but excellent. <laughs> I thought for a second your thumb was cut off. <laughs> <laughs> Which again, like I don't because the 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 code this in the episode is like, oh no, like. This will rip his thumb clean off. Yeah. And then Sam throws the rope and, like, suddenly, like, sits bolt upright and screams in his uh, uh, saddle. Yeah. But then, like, comes back and does this silly joke. So I'm like, but did he actually hurt himself? Is he just acting? Or maybe, maybe here's the thing. Maybe Bakula actually did remember how to do it correctly and didn't hurt his thumb. But it's like, oh, I know what fucking um, Wayne was trying to pull here. I'll play a little trick on him. Fucking Wayne. (laughs) Maybe that's what it was. Maybe he actually remembered last minute. Oh, keep your thumb down. Yeah. And then was like, ah, I'm going to play a little trick on Wayne. Yeah. Well, especially if um, Sam was raised on a farm Mm -hmm. and he has Swiss cheese memory. Yeah, um, maybe. But also, again, like, if that is the case, it'd be pretty good to kind of somehow indicate that, either uh, scriptwriter or director. Yeah. I don't know. I'm guessing here. Maybe he did hurt his thumb and was just playing tough. Yeah, he just wanted to, it's like, just some cowboy humor, but yeah. he's, like, holding back tears. <laughs> like, like we, we see him, like, do this, like, and he's grinning, and he's, like, doing this silly little magic trick, and then the next, uh, sh- the next scene, he's, like, wearing this giant brace, and his thumb's in a splint. <laughs> oh, dear. And he's injecting himself with, uh, with painkillers. <laughs> he ruins Doc's life. Um, yeah. Is there a scene before between that and the the one where they're um, digging holes? And yeah, there's putting... the poker, poker and drinking. Oh, that's in between um, it. But I also like at this point I have a note which is like, what's up with Bakula's posture? Because what is it like? He's like so cowboy, like yeah. in that that kind of concave chest and like thumbs through his uh, belt loops or whatever. Um, is that just this episode, or do you think you just noticed it no, this episode? No, I think it's this episode that he's... what Whether it's, like, Sam or, or Scott Bakula being, like a, like, a decent character actor and, like, pretending he's got the Swiss cheese memory, or maybe, like, Swiss cheese, I guess, posture. Or, on the <laughs> other hand, maybe it's, like, Sam consciously being like, oh, this is what cowboys look like, right? But he's, like, really doing a weird John Wayne... When I picture him in other episodes... I guess because he's always leaning in and looking in mirrors or and like leaning down towards little stuff, tiny yeah. women and like things like that. And he's such a tall guy. Mm-hmm. I just assumed that's how tall. Is he? He seems to be tall. Is Bacula a tall guy? It's just that maybe like because Dean Stockwell seems to be average if not slightly short, like on the shorter side of things. Most of the women in the episode seem to be quite short. Compared to him. So either he's average and everyone else is really short, which is possible. He's 183 centimeters, which I don't know how tall that is. Let's find out. It's like it's fairly tall. Like I'm just shy. I'm just shy of two meters, I think. I have no clue about any of this stuff. How many centimeters? Uh, 183 
or 1.83 meters. So he's so six over foot. six foot. He's yeah, basically six foot. That's tall. Yeah, it's fairly tall, I guess. Yeah, you anyway. win. You win this round, Zaza. He's tall. Okay, I just figured that he was always bending over to look at all the shorter people in the mirrors that are too too short down. He just always seems to be doing that. Yeah, that's true. But I, I also thought, like in this in this episode, he's really putting on like kind of quote unquote cowboy sway back. I did. I did write down, and I, I've, I've been wondering how to bring this up because, like, you know, obviously, I don't want to objectify Bakula or anything like that. But I'm like, he's looking kind of good in this episode. Like, yeah, he's he's definitely a ripped, ripped, and we've seen him shirtless in a few episodes so far. Yeah, but in this one, he's like carrying heavy things and, yeah you know oh for sure like when we get that shot of his back while he's carrying the, the big post i'm like whoo <laughs> girl girl <laughs> like, like you know so good for him but also he's wearing these you know like cowboy jeans and like button down shirts like plaid shirts he's kind of looking a bit like a romance novel. he's hunky like, <laughs> he's we, a hunky guy we can just say it he's he's doing okay he's a handsome man maybe he's just <laughs> he's a handsome boy maybe he's just coming into his uh his own. I wonder if this keeps up or if it's like, you know, after season two, like once he's kind of like comfortable, if he gets like fewer shirtless scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Or more. Or as more. As he becomes more comfortable, like with his sexuality. I, I find it hard to believe that they're going to give him more shirtless scenes. Than, more shirtless like, scenes. In the first, first episode, he spends like a good 20 minutes shirtless. Uh, there's the boxing That's episode. True. He's shirtless a lot in the boxing episode. Like, they can't give him possibly more than that. <laughs> Has he been shirtless in every episode? Well, I'm trying to so think the far? second one was the Donna Alisi. I hope he wasn't shirtless in that one. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. Unless you count, like, the the preview at the end of the next episode. Oh, yeah, when he's in the boxing ring. I suppose you can count that. Yeah, because every episode we have seen him shirtless at some point. Mm-hmm. So there's that. He's like Captain Kirk. Oh, I'm mind. actually I'm rewatching uh, old Star Trek. Are you on Netflix because it's on Netflix, and like, I'm only like eight episodes in or something. But already we've had two episodes where Kirk has a doppelganger. <laughs> uh, yeah, my favorite trick. Yes. Yeah, of course you and Zena. Um, <laughs> but like. Yeah, twice in the first half of the first season. I don't know why. Maybe it's like they were obsessed with the duality of man or something. But Maybe it was a new trick, too. They were like, hey, look at all we can do on film. It's a world of possibilities. We could have 30 Shatners. It's also really funny because the uh, the guy they have his lookalike looks nothing like him. He's <laughs> the same height and the same haircut and like the same race. But other than that, they don't look anything alike. It's even like, like when you see him like one quarter profile and you can see his his jaw, you're already like, that's not Shatner. <laughs> Come on, do better. I haven't watched very much of the original. I've watched Next Generation like thirty times. Oh yeah, all the way through, and yet I can't bring myself to go back. It's a little. It's a little. I can only watch so much. I can't watch more than like one episode a week. Yeah, the yeah. way God intended, God and Gene Roddenberry <laughs> intended. But we should—I uh, don't know—I should investigate the Star Trek with Bakula. I think I watched the first episode and oh, it was yeah. like, "This is maybe a few years ago," and I was like, "No." What was the premise? 
Of Bacula's Star of, Trek? Of that one. Because, you know, after after kind of the next generation, they always kind of had a premise. Like, Deep Space right. Nine was like, it's not a it's not an exploratory ship. They're just a stationary colony yes. or whatever. And then the next one was like, they get Voyager. lost. They get lost in like some quadrant that hadn't been explored before. So, like, what was the premise of uh, Discovery? No, it was Enterprise. Oh, no. You're right. Yeah. Discovery's um, a new one. Yeah, I'm not sure if uh, I remember exactly what the premise is, except that I believe it's the first Enterprise. So oh, it's okay. like even before Shatner. So mm-hmm. it's like a prequel. Um, I'm sure there's more to it than that. I could be, you know, assuming our millions of listeners are um, are there. <laughs> Let me know if I'm wrong, but don't swear at me. Yeah, don't I'm, be, I'm hey, sensitive. guys, be cool, okay? Guys, just be cool. Like, we want your engagement, but could you just for a second be fucking cool? <laughs> God, guys. Oh, you're Give the worst. Give up back, listeners. <laughs> Millions and millions of listeners. Millions of haters. Just, <laughs> That's our entire fan base. Is everyone is just hate us. listening to this show right now. You know what? I'll take it. Yeah. If it'll bring the sponsors in. Exactly. Fine. Sponsors don't care if people are listening or hate listening. They don't care why they're listening. Um, so the next challenge <laughs> is simultaneously poker and drinking. Yeah. It seems... Um, yeah, and again, in the card game, Al sees things that Sam can't. Presumably to help him cheat, but then he realizes too soon that Wayne is cheating. Yeah, so then Sam accuses him of cheating, then there's a whole big thing about it. Turns out he, it appears that he wasn't. Yeah, um, he says, oh, like, I know he's cheating, and I know that he's got um, uh, aces over eights. And they say, well, if that's the case, then flip over your cards. Turns out he doesn't have aces over eights, so Sam is ashamed. Yes, yes. But then it turns out that uh, he was dealing those aces over rates or whatever, dead man's hand. Yeah. Um, to, to Tess. Tess. He was, he so was, she would win. He was cheating, but he wasn't cheating for himself. He was cheating to help Tess win because he doesn't want Sam to marry Tess. Right, right, right. Oh, that's where I said, clearly she does not want to marry you or anyone. Yeah. Oh, this is actually um, in this scene when uh, uh, Al, Al shows up and starts talking about... Uh, poker and how much he loves poker and how he met Tina Ugh, in Vegas. Tina. But this again, like, it's a it's a terrible sentiment, but like clever wordplay when he's talking about when he met Tina and says, I had a flush, she had a pair. <laughs> That's pretty good. Like not like the pair is obvious, but the flush is quite funny. What is the flush? Is it a joke that I'm not getting? Well, I just assumed it was his It's the, the like, card the hand, deck. but also he was flushed. I had a flush. You think that's what he meant? Yeah, I think that's the that's the implication. I had a flush. She had a pair. I'll give it to you. Yeah, I think it was. I thought it was good. Maybe he like took a big dump. <laughs> no, like a flush. I had liquid diarrhea. <laughs> she had boobs. <laughs> a flush, as though he was blushing. Yeah, I think uh, I think my version's better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually said I had two flush. <laughs> she had a pair. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Sam needs to get much better at not talking to Al when people are around. Yeah, because in this, like, he'll just like twice he he, he will care. just like outright will be like Las Vegas, and people are like, "What the fuck are you talking about, Doc?" Yeah, and then at one point he says "gushy," and they go, "What the fuck is a gushy?" And he goes, "Oh, it's Navajo for I raise you." That's oh no, God, come on. <laughs> that's I, I don't even know why that's offensive i just know that it is it's well and also you're in texas i i imagine that a like a cowboy might be like no it's not 
That's true. I like, speak a little Navajo. Like, if anyone might speak a little Navajo, it might be some of the people yeah, you're he, around. At the very least, you don't know I mean, for a fact that, that they don't. I mean, that person who is, in fact, Navajo yeah. uh, would definitely know. But, I mean, like, you're in a place where the, the, the people might know that. Yeah, people might know that. The, and gushy, or they might be like, that doesn't sound That doesn't Navajo. sound like Navajo. If someone just said gushy in the middle of a card game, I'd be like, all right, gushy to you too, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, do you need to... Go? Do you, are you flushed right now? You need to take a flush. You need to go make a make a gushy and <laughs> flush. Um, oh no! <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the thing that. is um um Sam accuses uh, Wayne of cheating because he knows that he uh, palmed the eights and the aces. Right. And then as soon as he says that, Tess gets this look on her face because she knows what uh, Wayne was doing. She pulls him over to the bar and is like, don't do this. I'm just suddenly having a thought, which is later on in the episode, uh, Wayne shows up and says like, Tess, I've been in love with you this whole time. Right? Yeah. As though that's a reveal, but what other possible explanation is there? Like, we know all along that he's sabotaging Sam and we know that he likes Tess. It's pretty obvious. Like, yeah. So why 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 do they treat this as a reveal when he shows up? I don't know. I guess because you said at the beginning, like the villain of this episode, but he's not really a villain. But he's he's coded as a villain. Exactly. Like we are led from the start to think like this is um, Sam's biggest obstacle yeah. or rival. But then I guess the reveal at the end is that it's like he wasn't actually his biggest rival or he, but he was is. he was but he's not the villain like like it is meant i guess she's... the reveal the the reveal isn't that he's like the rival but the re- reveal is that he's actually kind of sweet yeah he's not a bad guy um he does love her he doesn't just want the ranch because yeah. in the three stooges archetypal version of this story he's the the dastardly guy he wears black he's got dark hair he's like a tall dark cowboy yeah you know so we're led to believe he's the three stooges villain who wants to take the ranch that's true um and that's the reason why he wants to marry tess or whatever and he's like pulling nasty little pranks to sabotage doc and doc is like the hapless like the smart sensitive one we're sort of led to believe Mm mm-hmm so, um, I don't know. It's kind of interesting that they play with our expectations. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Like, I'm, I'm sold on that. You're right. That is how it's coded. I, I in that case, would have kind of liked it to be uh, text. Like, if, if Al or Sam was like, oh, he's only interested in her to get the yeah. farm. Uh, whereas they're just kind of hoping that you see the coding of him as a villain and assume that it's going to follow the tropes of all these movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. They could have made it more clear. They could have made it text rather than subtext. But again, that that is the correct explanation, and I buy that. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, So now the next competition, because apparently that last one ended. Are there rules to this? It it seems to be very loosey-goosey for something that is very high stakes. Yeah. Later on, they'll be like, I reckon I beat you at this and this, and I reckon I beat you at this and this. Like, shouldn't you have maybe set that up beforehand? Yeah, like, shouldn't Dad be, like... Keeping score? Keeping score, since this is Dad's idea. Yeah. Nobody was there to witness this, like, pole digging... That's true. ...round, except for them, and she faints halfway through. Well, it's a matter of honor, that's the thing. They're cowboys, they're gonna adhere to the code of the West, which is, we both know who's winning... It just seems, especially, I don't know. 
Yeah. I, like, I, I buy that, but I don't... Yeah, no, I'm not... But I don't pay a lot for it. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's a good argument. I buy argument. it at a discount. I'm not saying it's a, it's a good argument. But anyway, they're digging post holes. He's shirtless again and carrying around heavy things. Is this is this not the first time that he's shirtless? Yes, this is the... Oh, sorry, I mean, again, as in, like, in the arc of the show. My note is he's shirtless again, but that was, like... I see. In reference to the previous times he's been shirtless. As you can tell, I'm being very precise about <laughs> each appearance we see of Sam shirtless. Yeah, we're going to create a spreadsheet <laughs> uh, with times and a star rating. Yeah. I give this one five stars. This is a good bacula. This is a good bacula. This is the first time that it appears like he's actually winning. Yeah. This is the first time he says, like, you're two uh, posts behind and we've only got three more to go. Well, especially because he just trained to beat a boxing match. So he's, like, physically ready. Yeah. He's, like, punching is an awful lot like digging post holes. Yeah. You just punch the earth. (laughs) Yeah. Backwards. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At this point, he says, uh, he he tells her, oh, it's really hot. You should uh, have some salt and water. And she goes, no, I don't need help from you. And he says... Women's lib is gonna love you. And she's like, what does that mean? He's like, yeah, it's It's, coming. It's something on the horizon, like that storm over there. Um, Yeah, that was a good bit of dialogue. Yeah. But, like, again, I just, I think Donald P. definitely has a problem with women. Because this is for sure Tess being irrational and Sam being like, yeah, just like all those women's livers. Yeah, they're gonna love you. They're gonna love you doing something stupid and dangerous. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I imagine we'll put our finger on, on, uh, Donald's problem slash obsession with women because every mm. episode so far there, it is very much centered around, it, it's kind of centered around the women in the story, but it's also deeply not like, yeah. it's a weird thing. They're very important, but in the worst, weirdest way, mm-hmm. like in this, she's very important, but it's about her getting married you know picking the man who's right for her just like in the last one with dixie it's like dixie's so important but it's about her compromising her ideals yeah i don't know interesting yeah interesting i'm gonna figure it out well i mean he's a baby boomer man that's his thing about women no it's something specific (laughs) i can i can tell there's something specific going on but we'll get there yeah Um, and sam also says there's some things a man can do better than a woman yeah. To her in this scene. In reference to digging post holes, but then he follows it up with, and there's some things women can do better than a man, like having babies. <sighs> it's uh, like, he sounds like he's being earnest. Right? Like, yeah. I don't think he's being ironic. Which is weird, because it's like, she already had this discussion with her father, which must have felt great on Tess's end of things, mm-hmm. you know, being told you can't be as good a cowboy as a man, <laughs> but you got to start being a woman. Yeah. Um, eh, so like Sam, I guess, believes this. And I mean, it's true, but it's also not something that requ- requires skill. I guess that sounds bad to say. It probably does require skill. Probably some women are have really locked it down. <laughs> I mean, my thing is... <laughs> they are not me. Um, it doesn't seem like he's bringing it up because he wants to kind of steer the conversation towards babies. Yeah. It doesn't seem that that's what he's doing. He's just like... Casually. As, a, as an example, 
like, I mean, he could just as easily have said, like, cross-stitch or something. Which would have also been bad. Which but also would have been bad. What he should have but... said is, like, editing film. Because that's a new thing. There was, like, a study recently released that's, like, women actually make really great editors yeah. because of blank, blank, blank. I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. That's great. That's a great... I'll take that. Yeah. Or, um, um, women are better than men at... Expressing their feelings. Expressing their feelings. Which, again, is still gross, but it's, like... That's a problem that society needs yeah. to work on. Men yeah. need to get better at it and... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did I take your example away from you? No, no, no. I mean, that, that was that was more or less what I was going to say, but I just looked at my next note, and I don't what know why. <laughs> I don't know what was happening, but... Oh, no, I remember why. <laughs> I remember why. It's because... Um, okay, um, as we go on with the scene, obviously, because she's refusing to drink water, she faints from heat stroke, and Sam uh, throws her in the car and drives her away. At yeah. which point, for some unknown reason, Wayne appears in the shot overlooking that... Like, in oh, a yeah. very menacing way, it's, like, really, really coded as, like, Wayne is for sure a evil mastermind going on here. Yeah, yeah. And the next note I wrote is, he's going to have to shoot Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to have to murder because, Wayne. As you say, like, all along, it's been kind of coded, like... Wayne versus Wayne is his Wayne is his um, rival in love. This is the first time that the fil- film language is, like, actually presenting him as, like, an evil dude. And he doesn't do or say anything. It's just, like, framed in such a way that makes him look really evil. And I thought to myself at this point, because I'm like, okay, he's watching him. He watched her pass out, and then he watched Doc fling her over his shoulder, put, him in her, put her in his car, mm-hmm. and drive away. And he just lets it happen. And I'm like, so to me, knowing that she does not want to get married and she she is fighting this marriage thing, you just watched this man who has made it very clear that he does, or maybe not very clear, but you're watching this man who does want to marry her take her unconscious self mm-hmm. into his car. And I'm like, would it be better if he stopped them? It was like, what's going on? Like, I come with you? What, like, is she okay? Or, yeah, exactly. Not even in a, like, I'm going to make sure. But just like, I make sure this Doc's is a person not- who fainted in my line of sight. There are only two other people around. Maybe I should go and help her. Or let her dad know or something. Yeah. Like, I saw her. It's 1956, too. So she's not married. She's a single young woman who has just been put into a man's car and driven away Mm -hmm. like and they were alone on that field so i don't know i guess i would have appreciated a friend like telling my family and maybe like checking in on me to be like where's he taking her or or again like that or also just helping her helping the doc help her in a medical way yeah what can i do we both like her so let's make sure she's okay and it's so weird because this doesn't pay off. It's not explained. It's just like a weird moment that is su- completely superfluous to the plot and also makes him look evil. It makes him look more evil that he doesn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why is this in here? And again, like in, and at the moment, we assume this is the villain of the piece. And so we're like, oh, this is the evil guy being evil. But then later on, when we find out he's not evil, the whole thing is inexplicable was he just sad that she was going with him because again it was uh not 
of her own free will. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she was clearly unconsciously carried to his car. So she didn't choose to go with him. So you shouldn't be sad that she chose. Yeah. I don't know. Very weird, that scene. Yeah. And it gets weirder. Because he takes her back to his house, not her house. Yeah. His explanation is that, like, his house is closer, but not by a lot. Yeah, you're in a car. I'm sure you got you guys have been driving back and forth this whole time, so I'm sure she's like 10 minutes away. And also remember that like he was able to find his house from her house. Yeah. That means it's like on the same road. Yeah. And not that far away. Yeah, so that's great. Um, so he takes her back to her his place. Uh and um four eyes with this uh with <laughs> I say this, we all have four eyes here, so I can say that. Um, Wait, how dare you? Oh no, Lee took off his glasses and now he's missing two of his four eyes. Um, <laughs> and he's on the porch singing again with the guitar and I just wrote like, God, I want to buy his album. <laughs> like, Did you, okay, did you know at this point who he was being? No. Yeah. Did you? I mean, I've seen the episode before, so. Okay, okay. And at the time I saw it. You knew. I, I, I wasn't really familiar with the person that he was being. So I mean, like, I already kind of gave a hint earlier while we were talking. I said his name, but yeah, maybe the listeners have forgotten. It's Buddy Holly. There you go. <laughs> I'll cut that. Ooh, he looked just like Buddy Holly. What were you going to say about, about yeah, he's, he's there on the porch uh, playing the guitar. Yeah, I just said I want to buy his album. Oh, that's right. That's right. I didn't know who he was at this point. So I so, guess that makes more sense now because I'm like, he's really fucking good, this kid. <laughs> like, he's going to go places. And he will. Uh, Sam uh, carries the still unconscious Tess past him, lays her out on the couch. Immediately rips off her clothes. Like, doesn't undress her, rips open her shirt. It was startling. He rips down her, or he, he does unbutton her pants and pulls them down. It was, it was, it was weird because he does it immediately. He throws her on the couch and just does it. And Buddy Holly, uh, who's like 15 or something, yeah. is like... Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you... And plus, like... <laughs> Rightly so. It just occurs to me, like... Yeah, from from Buddy's point of view, it's... Doc carries an unconscious woman onto the couch and starts undressing her. Why isn't he fucking... He be, what are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck, Doc? If, if it were me and I knew I had to get her clothes off right away, which is questionable in the yeah. first place. Like, he'd be like, okay, buddy, like, I need your help. I need you to get some water. Well, ice. he did. He did. He'd sent him to get uh, some some water and salt. Okay. Yeah, okay, he did. But I would be like, we like, listen, I need to take, maybe just quickly be like, I need to take her clothes off. Yeah. She's got heat stroke. Like, we, this we is something cool we need to do. We need to cool her down. That's yeah. why I'm taking her clothes off. Maybe call her dad. You know how bad it looks that you just took her unconscious to your house and ripped her clothes off, right? <laughs> like, like Sam, you gotta know. And I, like, they could, it would have been so easy. You like in the next know. scene, what was that? Oh, you, you, you. Um, um, but it would have been so easy just to insert a line of dialogue into the next scene where it chance goes like, "Oh, thanks for the phone call last night. I was worried sick." Like, Ex- that's all you need to have done. Yeah. It was, uh, I looked at my next note and it's just all caps. This is all bad. 
Yeah. This is all bad, Sam. And then she wakes up and immediately punches Sam, thank God, and says, you, you man. Yeah. <laughs> Not immediately. They do have a, like a little bit of dialogue before she, she looks realizes. down and realizes that she's new. But as soon as she looks down, gives him a good old punch in the kisser. Yeah, rightly so. Um, and covers herself up with a blanket and he immediately goes like, oh, sure, like you're being treated for a heat stroke and you're trying to cover yourself up real smart. Well, maybe you should have brought her a t-shirt or something. Yeah. Like... He sa- like he looks at Buddy, who's about to leave, and s- says to her, "Like, do you want the boy to stay?" Yeah. Um, offering that maybe she'd be more comfortable if she wasn't alone with him. Much like uh, in in episode two, where he goes, "Oh, the library's a nice public place." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an it's a nice offer, I guess. But yeah, I wrote like a lady would be better, I guess, or like my dad would be better, I guess. Like, yeah. or anyone. you could drive me home. Take me he home says and you do couldn't, this there. He says you couldn't. Po- you you can't possibly uh, leave here for an hour. And why not? Well, there's a big storm. That's true. And she, he, I guess, wants to cool her down first before moving her. A little rain would like cool her down real nice. <laughs> Uh, also, you could drive with the windows rolled down. Take her home, Sam. So uh, after he rips the blanket off her again because she cannot be covered in any way. Yeah. He goes, sits in his office. Um, and then we cut to like an hour later, she's up and about. She's just fine. She's totally fine. She's perfectly fine. She's recovered really well. Um, And he's talking to the pig being like, you know, like, don't you worry about the thunder. And she writes, or she says... Um, you know, she can't understand you in reference to the pig. I'm yeah. like, he's a doctor. I'm sure he knows that. <laughs> I'm sure he knows that the pig doesn't speak English. In all my years of study, I never <laughs> learned that pigs don't speak English. He's a vet, no less. Like, And she's like, you idiot. Pigs don't understand. Also, sidebar, he keeps the pig in a desk drawer, and that's very cute. It's the cutest thing. It's very good. She's all snuggled up in a blanket in his drawer. I'm like, oh my god, piggy. (laughs) If I had a pig, it would definitely live in the desk drawer. Yeah, it's very cute. Um, And then uh, she just says, you want to dance? Or he says, you want to dance? No, yeah, he says. But he's always dancing with women. Scott Bakula is obsessed with slow dancing. He does look really, really like dashing while he does it it's mm-hmm. like he knows how to hold her hand to his chest just right like there's i was watching it today and i was like it's real romantic the way he he dances so maybe he just has a skill and they were like let's let's go with it yeah and um and while they're oh they, i forgot this whole conversation where they start to tally up who's winning and she's like oh well i beat you at riding and drinking and you beat me at post hole digging and he goes well i reckon i also beat you at poker right and she goes yeah you're right he was cheating yeah yeah <laughs> he was cheating for me i don't i didn't win poker so now we're all tied up uh and and so they decide based on no criteria whatsoever that uh they're tied and therefore there needs to be a tiebreaker and the tiebreaker yeah she she makes it clear like well tomorrow's sunday so unless you plan on out praying me which also that would have been a great scene <laughs> please I find wish a way to quantify prayer <laughs> like how episode. fast can you say the our father <laughs> and like she would totally win that would have been fun but no instead they decide that the tiebreaker is gonna be uh he has to ride Widowmaker again yeah but again like there's no like how do we gauge whether you have successfully ridden him yeah for how long but yeah what's the plan yeah. But she says, if you can do it, then I'll marry you. 
I don't think I have any notes on that. It's, I guess he just does it. Oh, Al. Oh, this yeah. is where I'm like, Al is having trouble with his work-life balance. Yeah. Because Al is like, okay, I'll help you out. And he starts um, meditating with yeah. the horse. Um, well, also, I'll, I'll mention that this is taking place the following morning because everyone's dressed in their Sunday best. Yes. she's. This is the first time we see her in a dress. Oh, and Sam says, you, sh- you ought to wear a dress you more often. You ought to wear a dress more like, often. You ought to shut your mouth. You should shut the fuck up, Sam. <laughs> you ought to know. Yeah, so uh, Al was my favorite part of this, that he's meditating with the horse and doing a terrible job because he's oh. like right in the horse's face. He keeps taking breaks to be on the phone or like to talk to people in the imaging chamber or whatever. She's like, oh, I said I'll be there in a minute. Oh, fuck you, Tina. Like, (laughs) so he's being really relaxing and then screaming at the horse at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that seems real bad. But then eventually, like they say, Tina is on the phone. He goes, oh, Sam, uh, just hang out. I'll go take this phone call. Be right back. Yeah. And Sam's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, I like this is extremely important and I was like alright it's gonna be fine don't worry and just leaves yeah so like he's really fucking up at work now yeah he's not he's really letting the ball drop but like then Sam is just suddenly good at rodeo yeah yeah no explanation like as soon as Al takes off uh, the horse like starts freaking out and bucking again but this time he just like can do it for no reason it doesn't make and then like after again like and he rodeos for like 15 seconds then the horses just chill is that how horses work do they just kind of if they can't buck you they just become subservient to you well i tried (laughs) (laughs) you win this round okay um no get hit us up on twitter you guys um at at kristen leet explain how horses work yeah how do horses work can, like can you just like hang on for long enough and they'll be fine with you tweet us uh, your horse knowledge yeah tell us if that's how horses work finally after he kind of um like tames this horse he like immediately like just gets off and gets back into his car yeah and she runs up and says like okay fine you can marry at me and this is where he says, I just wanted to see if I could ride him, not you. Ugh. Which is like, again, immediately like, let's put aside the kind of, why are you doing sexual innuendo in this moment? Yeah, her dad's right there. Like, yeah, like, like. First of all, gross. You like, never once was there a suggestion of you riding her. This is about marriage. Yeah. That's Slow fine. Down, doc. But also like, then what, why did you do it? Well. I guess maybe Sam knows that it's going to be more effective to woo her if, oh, if he pulls back a bit. He's doing the double bluff? Yeah, to be like, I, I just love you, Tess. <laughs> like, I don't want to win you. I want you to want to marry me. I don't but he know. doesn't say that. He just says like, oh, I did the thing, but now I'm not accepting my prize. He right. doesn't even say like, I want you I to want marry you me because you want to marry me or... or I love you and I want you to be happy. He doesn't say anything. He's just like, oh, I just wanted to see if I could ride it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's weird. And he drives home. But he also says you ought to wear a dress more often. Thanks. No one asked. No one asked. And also, like, <laughs> you're sending mixed signals. Like, even if you accept that as a compliment of, like, hey, you look pretty today. Which it isn't a compliment. It, it absolutely is not a compliment. But even if you, like, kind of, like, say, like, okay, fine, that's what that is supposed to mean. Like, why are you being like, I don't want to marry you. You're really pretty. Bye. I hate you. <laughs> what just happened to Doc? <laughs> What's going on with Doc? <laughs> um, yeah. And then he, she follows him home and he gives her his journal. He says like. Which again, I think is a huge breach of ugh. Doc's privacy. But he's doing it because he thinks it's best. Yeah. And he prays to Doc for forgiveness. 
But how is it possible? Okay, okay. As as one of those female people, there's this guy you don't want to marry. He threw like a baroque set of rules that nobody really understands. He wins you for mm-hmm. marriage. Says, I don't want to marry you. And then he shows you his journal that has years worth of writings of like, she looked at me today. Like, you scream and run. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't be into it, no. The whole thing is weird because to, ju- to jump ahead for a bit, eventually what happens is Wayne comes, I also love you, here are a bunch of letters. That I wrote. That I wrote about how much I love you. So, in first of all, good for Tess. This is one day, she, like in one day, she gets two proposals and a bunch of writing that says how great she is. That's yeah. got to feel nice, first of all. Um, but ap- apart from the creepy factor, which I will, which is not inconsiderable. The I guess for me, the weird part is that it's like take online dating. I think you can talk to someone about mutual interests for as long as you want, but if you meet them and there's no like, you just know, yeah. I think. You can tell if there's a spark or not. Um, that's not to say don't give people a chance, because I think, like, you can warm up to people or whatever. But, like, usually you know, right? And that's kind of why she wants to dance with both of them before she makes a decision. She says, I just want want to see how it feels. Mm-hmm. Which, I buy that. The thing that I don't buy is that she reads the letters and she makes a very, like, educated, like, mm-hmm. like or the journal. She reads his journal first and is like... Wow, that's really sweet, and she seems to be very touched. And then she dances. Your pros could use some work, but otherwise, it's very nice. <laughs> and then she dances with him, and she's and she kisses him, and it's also, all very romantic. I will mention they dance in silence. Yeah, it's creepy. They don't turn on the radio. The show has music underscoring. They but can't hear that. They're just dancing to nothing in his apartment or in his in his house in his living room. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I know this is a very roundabout way to answer your question, but speaking as a, as a, as a, as a lady... One of those women people. I would say it depends on, you know... No, I, I would feel weird if it's a guy I knew for a very long time and he handed me years worth of journals about yeah. him being deeply in love with me. You know what? Maybe that is weird. Maybe that is weird. I think if I found the journal and read all that, like, you can't hate someone for having feelings. Especially if they're respectful if within they're not, that framework. I might question, like, remember when you threw me unconscious on your couch and ripped my clothes off? Like, I might feel weird about that mm-hmm. now. You probably but, felt weird about it before, though, too. That's true. You know what? That was weird no matter what. It is weird. It's kind of creepy. At least Wayne has kind of been open about his feelings this whole time. Yeah. Or at least, like, I mean, has he, he hasn't yet said, like, I want to marry you. I guess not. He's, he's expressing his feelings by sabotaging Sam. He might have expressed feelings to her father or something because her father was like, you should marry someone on this ranch. So yeah. maybe he would have been like, take Wayne, for example. Yeah. But, but he, he shows up and... and but this is, this is where we find out that Wayne is less of a bad guy. Where she goes, you just want me for the ranch. And he goes like, fuck the ranch. I, don't, I want to marry you. Yeah. And that's like the one moment where you're like, all right. Yeah, I'm, sure. li- I'm listening. He doesn't say the words "fuck the ranch," but he it's the- <laughs> fuck the ranch, <laughs> fuck the ranch. But that's that's the sentiment. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he then hands her all the letters that he's written. Yeah, which are apparently also great. Why? What's the difference between letters? But it's like he didn't send them to her. Yeah, it's like he wrote a journal. He just wrote it on stationery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll read these. Um, or maybe he wrote them today or yesterday knowing he was going to come visit her. Yeah, Wells Fargo is going to come by next week and I'll send them. Well, <laughs> it's. I think that's less creepy to be like, I wanted to, I couldn't, I was afraid to tell you in person how I feel, so I put all my thoughts into these letters and I'd love it if you read them. It's less creepy if he did it that week than if he's been doing it for years and harboring these feelings while yeah. they've been maintaining a friendship. Yeah. I, yeah, I suppose. I don't know which is the one Wayne did, but uh, it's somehow less creepy. I mean, maybe maybe a better way to have handled this would be if she had received all these letters and throughout the episode, um, you know, everyone's like assuming Doc wrote them because he's obsessed with her. Yeah. Uh, and But she's like, ah, oh, like these re- re- letters are mush. I don't like them. Uh, and then at the end... Um, when he sh- when when Wayne shows up, he's like, "No, he didn't write those letters. I wrote those letters. I love you, and I've loved you for a long time. And I've told you, yeah, that would have been maybe a better way to handle this. And also, like, hey, look, like I did write them. Here are the first drafts of several of them. This is my handwriting. I always write two copies of every letter. Yeah, one for you, one for me. <laughs> he's very fastidious with his paperwork. Yeah. and also he wants to maintain the copyright. Yeah, <laughs> copyright Wayne. <laughs> What's Wayne's last name? John Wayne 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 John Wayne's son Wayne Wayne (laughs) What's his middle name? Dwayne (laughs) Wayne Dwayne Wayne (laughs) Dwayne the Wayne Wayne (laughs) Anyway um. (laughs) Um, So as you say like uh, she reads all of the letters while they're just like sitting awkwardly in the living room staring at each other while she quietly reads the letters It's like a nice moment of camaraderie though where these two rivals are just like sitting and it's like you know when you're in the audition room and you're like well made best man Wayne I guess Yeah Yeah. Uh, She gets up and asks to dance with Wayne Sam goes sure go ahead they start dancing they just dance off off frame screen and don't come back and don't come back and then it's just like it zooms in on sam being like fuck she's gonna choose her isn't she yeah yeah why did i leap into here yeah what's the point right i got excited for a moment thinking there was gonna be a dance off <laughs> but, <laughs> but whatever. that would have been pretty great he starts popping locking <laughs> never thought i thought you'd never ask <laughs> you don't get it but your kids are gonna love it a five six seven eight but also oh, there's also this great voiceover narration where he's talking about how Sam always falls in love with his teachers. He says, oh. Um, like, oh, I fell in love with my kindergarten teacher. And then that summer she got married and I couldn't get over it until next year when I met my first grade teacher. It's like, Clearly you didn't get over it if you remember it this distinctly. This is a weird thing of like <laughs> six year old Sam falls in love with his teachers. Yeah. Yeah. And um, probably like, presumably did all the way through like his sixth uh uh, doctorate like just every teacher he ever had yeah. he fell in love that's why he thought that uh, it would work on Donna Lisi is just like well I fall in love oh, with every I'm teacher. A teacher I'm a teacher this is great <laughs> yeah um, and Al shows up again and his outfit at the end is my favorite I didn't clock it okay he's wearing these white pants and Classic. like a sparkly green belt and um, his shirt is like it's like this uh, like silk thing with like a black orange pink white kind of big floral print right 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 yeah it's like it's like they took a photo of like sliced watermelon and then zoomed way 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 in so it's abstract like kind of that kind of but it like it looked kind of like i don't know i couldn't tell if it was watermelon or like orchids yeah i do remember this yeah yeah 
Um, I loved it because I was like, he looks like like he looks like a patron at a Miami nightclub mm. for for singles for yeah. middle aged singles, or like um like like Robin Williams in the Birdcage, like mm. the manager of a drag club. Yeah, in Florida. that's true. I'm like, that's what he looks like, and I am digging it with his cigar. He's a man about town, and I like it. Mm-hmm. But um, Al Al shows up, and uh, basically his purpose in this scene is like, "Hey Sam, go fucking look in the mirror." Like, uh, it's like, and he's like Sam's all upset because she's chosen Wayne over him, and Al goes, well, "Go ahead and look in the mirror," and he does for the first time in a week. Yeah, he's been here for a full calendar week and has never once bothered to look in the mirror this time. Yeah, and he does, and he looks fine. What was the point? The point is like, oh, like, you're ugly. Of course she chose Wayne over you. Really? That's That was why? the point. But he doesn't, he's not that ugly. I mean, he was kind of a dweeb. But he was a like, dweeb. He we knew that. I assumed he was kind of a dweeb because like he's a, he's a, he's a vet. He's a vet. And like, everyone's like, oh, that's Doc. He don't know anything he about doesn't know Widowmaker. Ranch, yeah. yeah, he doesn't know how to ranch. So I'm like, he's probably not like a Wayne. Yeah, I'm like Wayne, Wayne's a good looking guy. Yeah. And so like, yeah, the implication is A, like, of course she's going to pick the handsome guy, which oh, is not great. Oh, see, I didn't like, get that in- implication. But, but B, like, it's really mean. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I was like, I was like, what's wrong with Do him? Do we guys fall in love all the time and get fallen in love with? That's right. Al, could you be cool for a second? At us, dweeby guys. <laughs> dweeby guys, we see you. We see you and we love you. Um, we're both dweeby guys anyway, so it's great. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, like, when I realized, oh, he hasn't looked in the mirror all episode, he must be fucking hideous, and that's what they're building up towards. This, like, I clocked this two-thirds of the way through. And I was thinking he's going to be like old Judd from Oklahoma. He's going to be disgusting. Yeah. And he just looks like a nice guy who's dweeby and balding. What if it's like, surprise, he's a woman? Like, ooh. Yeah, have people used gender pronouns this all at all this episode? Maybe I not. Know. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe that's That'd why. That'd be pretty. That would be a great episode if like she is like really considering because she picked him, right? Yeah. She was like, I want him to do the contest. So, like, what if he was like, she was like, I want Doc to do the contest. And everybody's like, what? You can't marry Doc. <laughs> She's like, well, you, you, this is the deal you made. I'm going to try. Yeah, especially because Tess dresses like all the ranch hands. I yeah. mean, I would think that, um, no, he would have to look in the mirror because he sees his own body. As he looks yeah. at himself, right? So he wouldn't look down and see any evidence of a lady. Exactly. That would be interesting. That would be a really good episode. Mm. Mm-hmm. I wonder if like we'll ever like get that that um like because like again like there are times when he'll leap into a woman and stuff, but then like that's the point of the episode. He knows right away that he's a yeah. woman, and the episode is about him trying to navigate as a woman. But I wonder if there is an episode where it's like fully there's something he doesn't know about himself until the very very end. Yeah, that would be neat. I hope they do that because that 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 would be really cool and a way to like fuck with people's um preconceived notions. Yeah, 
Hmm. Belisario. Hmm. Hmm. Get, get at us, Belisario. <laughs> at us at Kristen Lee. Oh, okay, so now we have bo- uh, Body, Buddy again. Sorry. Yeah, we got Buddy. Uh, Sam goes outside and he's just there on his... Strumming away. On his stool that he's always sitting on. Strumming, strumming away. <laughs> strumming away. <laughs> this was a bit ridiculous. It's so stupid. Because the whole time, Buddy has been singing about the animals he sees on yeah, the farm. The first right? time we see him, he's singing to a goat about the goat. Yeah, and then he's talking about the dog or something later. I don't know. Um, So this time, uh, Sam comes out and he's looking for the pig. So he's like, Piggy, where are you? Piggy, suey, Piggy. And then uh, so Buddy starts singing like, I don't actually know how the song goes. Piggy suey, Piggy suey. Oh, how my heart yearns for you, my Piggy. My Piggy suey. That's what he's singing. That was great. Good job, Lee. Well, but here's the thing. He wrote lyrics that don't rhyme and then and changed Piggy Suey to Peggy Sue. He's singing Piggy Suey, Oh My Heart, Oh How My Heart Yearns for You, which does not rhyme. Yeah. Why did he come up with that line? Mm. Yeah. Well, he should have rhymed it. Well, I mean, not, not much rhymes with Suey, but like. This is what happens when you forest gump things that weren't meant to be forest yeah. gumped, Donald. It's inconceivable that he would written that, would have written that line to anything that it doesn't rhyme, rhyme with. with. Yeah, and then uh, Al and Sam look over and realize. Yeah. Because they're like, what am I meant to do? I haven't left yet. And they look over and realize this is Buddy Holly. This is Buddy Holly. And, and Sam goes, hey, Buddy, try Peggy Sue. And then he sings Peggy Sue. And they leave. And, and, and- <laughs> Al waves him goodbye. As soon as... as, soon as um, um, Sam, uh, as soon as as soon as he starts singing Peggy Sue, Al turns to Sam and waves bye bye, which is like <laughs> we both know this is over now. It's just funny because I I guess it's sort of a Wizard of Oz thing where you're like you could have clicked your heels as soon as you mm-hmm. got here. Yeah, like you um, could have avoided this entire embarrassing ordeal as soon as you got the shoes on. Yeah, like why did you have to go through all of this? Yeah. Like you could have if you just knew that this was Buddy Holly the whole time and gave him the idea for Peggy Sue then. But also, this ties back into the Shakespeare paradox, mm. and this is a much better uh, example than I think in episode one when I explained the Shakespeare paradox. Yeah, which is Sam knows the song "Peggy Sue" mm. from Buddy Holly, but then he gives the idea to Buddy Holly. So who wrote it? Well, maybe the idea is Buddy Holly had the idea, but it was Piggy Suey. It wasn't Peggy Sue. So maybe he would have gone on to try to get record labels to pick up Piggy Suey, and he never would have made it. But then Sam would never have heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Unless maybe maybe it's something like, um, you know, it took Buddy Holly like another 12 years to come up with Piggy Suey. Like he had Piggy Suey, and he was trying to workshop that for a really long time, Um, and, and he blew all his money and he and he was an absolute failure and then like on his deathbed he realized like oh i should change those lyrics i should change those lyrics to peggy sue that and then records that becomes famous and then and and then so sam is sent back to actually like give it to him earlier so that he doesn't like waste his life Hmm. that must be it the original timeline uh is a tragic story of this yeah. one guy who only got recognized for this one song after he died. Oof. Piggy Suey. Well, 
That's a happy episode. Uh, happy uh, way to end this episode. <laughs> it's. It, I. I thought it was funny because as soon as he started singing Piggy Suey, I don't know the song Piggy Suey. Mm-hmm. I, I have a very limited knowledge of Buddy Holly songs. Um, but when he was singing Piggy Suey, I was like, "This is a really great song." <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, like this kid is really great," and I had no idea where the episode was going. <laughs> I, I thought like the kids just still singing. I, this I didn't is know unfathomable to me. How do you not know Peggy Sue? I don't know it. I know a few Buddy Holly songs, but what, what can I say? Um, so I was like, "Damn, this is a good song." And then, but then uh, and he, then I immediately were like, "Oh, I see." When he, <laughs> my phone's like, "I understand now." <laughs> when he started singing the proper lyrics, then you're like, "Oh, now I get it." I got that it was a thing, and okay. I googled. Buddy Holly, Peggy Sue, real quick, just to be like, do the lyrics match up? Yes, okay. Did you, okay, but how did you know it was Buddy Holly then? Did you eventually kind of clue in, oh, like, he said Buddy, he kind of looks like Buddy Buddy, Holly? He said Buddy, he kind of looks like Buddy Holly, and he's singing a song that sounds kind of like a Buddy Holly song. Yeah. So then we see uh, where Sam leaps to. Sam leaps to, um, okay, what do we see? We see him lying on his back. In what looks like an attic or something. Yeah, wearing like a hideous shirt. Yeah, it's a tuxedo shirt that's like, is it pink? Yeah. Or like I a dark pink? I, I thought it was like a light pink, oh, could but be. I could be wrong. It's a tuxedo shirt. He's wearing a bow tie. His pants are down around his ankles. He looks disheveled. Yeah. And there's a girl who's just finished getting dressed standing she, over him. She says, that was great. If I'm lying, I'm dying. If I'm lying, I'm dying. What can I say? It was a, it was a decent <laughs> fucking. It was a decent fuckering. Uh, jolly good rogering. <laughs> jolly good rogering. Hey, what? If I'm lying, I shall die. <laughs> if by chance I am lying. No, she. So he fucked a bridesmaid. Like, what can I say? He if fucked I'm, a bridesmaid for sure. So what's gonna happen in the next episode? Um. Oh, um. Follow the pitch off project. Oh, we do that before. Yeah. I always forget. I've listened to it. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Do do a real plug. Um. Uh. The pitch off project is my fun improv podcast where we uh bring uh improvisers in to pitch movies based on a theme that we give them, and then we develop the movies through a Q and A, and then eventually we do um. We improvise scenes out of the movies. Yeah, it's great. Um, absolutely follow the Pitch Off Project. And also follow On a Dark Cold Night, which is my bedtime ghost story podcast where I tell you creepy tales in a nice, soothing voice to give you nightmares. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's very good. I've been catching up lately, and it's very creepy, and I don't listen to it at bedtime. Oh, but you can. Some people do. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so what's he gonna what do? What I meant to say is, whatever you want, do use it for whatever you want. Oh sure, like some people, some people find that it, it's I better. I mean that as an insult. Some people find that uh, they're they're not dipshits, but you know whatever, like do you? No, people are either one way about it or the other, so yeah. I just find it interesting. Not, anyway. It's not that I'm afraid that it'll give me nightmares. It's just like I listen to podcasts when I'm out and about. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah, I wasn't making a statement, but then I was laughing because uh, sometimes I'm inadvertently a bitch. <laughs> um, and I promise it's inadvertent. You've got resting bitch personality. <laughs> yeah, I have resting bitch personality. That was good. Um, okay, so we fucked a bridesmaid. What's going to happen next? I deliberately don't plan what I'm going to say for this part because yeah. I, 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 um, I think that's too restrictive. 
for my personality my bitchy personality <laughs> um so he fucked a bridesmaid mm-hmm. maybe he's the husband i bet what, why would he be wearing the pink no i'll i'll take i'll i'll take that depending on the era could could make sense yeah i'm going to say he is the groom mm-hmm. and he fucked a bridesmaid um so it's uh the drama is going to ensue fair, fair guess yeah <laughs> It's not very detailed, but we have to throw something else more historical and interesting into it. Uh, turns out he's... Can I can I uh, give you and the audience a hint? Yes, please. Um, if you uh, think to, like a lot of the time, they're doing genre stuff, right? Like yeah. they've done the boxing movie, they did the Western, stuff like that. Um, so if you think of like what type of movie... Uh, could they be parodying that takes place in like New Jersey and starts at a wedding? The Godfather. The Godfather. <laughs> Italians? Godfather? Yeah, they're Italian. <laughs> okay, so they're Italian. Um, uh, so yeah, it's going to be a mafia thing. But there was mafia in the boxing movie. But that wasn't mafia. That was more like a... That was like... It wasn't the mafia. It was, that was just a like a... low rent kind of boxing scam mafia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is going to be like the the real mafia. Um, and also like another hint is that in the opening credits, you can see him uh, wearing that very recognizable shirt. And he, he does a thing where he, uh, he you know, it's that thing where he, he, pulls, oh, yeah. he pulls a fake gun like with his fingers. And he, uh, he pulls out a gun and, and points at himself in the mirror. So, you know, he's, 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 he's in a gun frame of mind. In a gun frame of mind. Okay, so if I'm going to go with that, um, he had sex with this woman, and it's going to turn out that um, I'll bet, like, he's the groom, and that woman was his, uh, like, his, one of his goomba, one, one, one of his, uh, what's the word I'm thinking? I don't know, goomba? No, like, uh, like uh, one of the... Um, like, you know, one of the higher-ups in the mob, is uh, that's his sister, and mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be a whole thing about it, and it's like, you cheated on, or his wife is that guy's sister. So he's like, you cheated on my sister with this, <laughs> with this putana, um, you know. With this putanesca. With this pasta putanesca. And uh, yeah, it's like a... Is, uh, you're, you're projecting that basically... He's pissed off, like his higher up, the Godfather, for instance, by cheating, cheating on... uh, with this other woman, and so he's got to uh, stop this guy from getting killed. Yeah, I mean, I because didn't want to put words in your guy... mouth, but uh, yeah, uh, maybe he's got to stop this guy from. I feel like that's what I say every time. No, that's not near. I mean, you did Babe last week, so I think you're safe. <laughs> yeah, sure. He has to stop this guy from getting killed or whatever. <laughs> well, again, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm just. I'm. I'm trying to. Maybe take he your... has to get the guy killed. Yeah. See, I keep expecting that these uh, protagonists that Sam leaps into like have to do a noble thing through self-sacrifice at the end. So I'm gonna. Stick... That has not been the case yet. No, it hasn't, and I want it to be. So in this one, I'm gonna say what's gonna happen. It's not that he's gonna get killed uh, to save the day, but that um, he's gonna like either turn himself into the police or get himself let himself get arrested so that this uh this uh italian family can live and prosper and uh, maybe get steered right if he gives himself up 
or something. It's going to be something, because this guy is clearly a bad guy. That's not true. I'm assuming he's the groom. If he's not the groom, he can have sex with whoever he wants. Well, I mean, you could still be in a relationship. Yeah, but I mean, we don't know. If, yeah, he, if he's single know. or in an open relationship. Or in a relationship with this woman. That's right. So maybe he's not a bad guy, but I'm going to assume he is a bad guy. Because um, in my fiction, he's the groom. And uh, he should go, go to jail for cheating. So he's got to turn himself into the cops. <laughs> yeah. That's your prediction? Uh, sure. Well, we'll find out if you're right. I won't be. <laughs> next week on... Oh, oh boy, boy! It's, it's Kristen, Kristen and Lee. Lee. Bye. Bye. I love you. Thank you.